You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. everyone. Hello, friends out there. Welcome back to Barb Knows Best, the podcast. Here we are again, another day, another week, another opportunity to talk about the things. I'm Michelle Maros, your co-host. And as if there would be anybody else sitting across the table from me, we have Peaceful Barb. Hi, Michelle. Hi, everyone. Hello, mother. You know, we're another day of talking about life and all the things that come our way. I love mm. it. Welcome <clears throat> back to Barb Knows Best, the pod. What does Barb know best about today? Oh, we have a neat topic today. Probably one that most people don't even think about, I would imagine. I don't know. We're going to talk about pivoting today. Yeah. And, but yeah. not like Ross Geller when he yells pivot on friends, right? I don't even know what that is. I know I use, I don't. Blasphemous. I mean, I know friends, obviously, but I don't. Iconic scene. Is it? Oh, okay. Well, all right. I'll have to show it to you later. Okay. You're funny because as much as growing up, we watched friends and in the middle age years, which she commented to me after I said that on the the other episode a couple of weeks ago about being middle age, but. In the adult years, we watch that show all the time. And what's funny about her is, you know, if a show comes on, if an episode of Friends comes on TV, she'll be like, oh, I don't think I've ever seen this episode before. And I'm like, I promise you, you have multiple times. Well, I truly am in the present moment where my feet are. (laughs) And when the episode's over, it's over. (laughs) It's a really good thing to say, don't you think? Uh, it works for you. But this idea of pivoting, I'm excited to... <laughs> pivot to exactly. what she wants to talk about. <laughs> this is how you do it. Everyone listening, She's this is how you do it. She's a master pivoter in all aspects of life. I to truly To pivot am. the conversation and to pivot in life. So well, I just think, saw her in action. Yeah, because I think sometimes we feel like we're stuck. I think pivoting has a lot to do with feeling stuck. And if we could actually understand that of course, we always have a choice, but if we could actually understand that there's a way to pivot, there's a way to look at life and all the aspects of life and the major decisions or in the major things that we're in and even the everyday small conversations and situations that we're in. So I'm excited to talk about pivoting today. Yeah, I think this topic came up for us because, you know, as we've been, I mean, you're in a season of change and pivoting. And I think that you're in a season of change, and I think that we all are, I think we're always constantly in a state of pivoting and shifting. That's really beautifully said, Michelle, because it's true. And I, because so if we can just talk about it and be open about it, it's not so mysterious. Well, because what is the only constant in life? Change. And change is pivoting. I mean, change is, we are always, so I I like to think of pivoting 
as actually aligning ourselves with the flow of life, aligning ourselves with the choices and the opportunities and the possibilities that are coming towards us, maybe every single day, week, month, whatever it is, just being open and curious and receptive to what life is bringing our way and being able to shift ourselves, pivoting is a shift, being able to shift and and a lot of and I think it also actually helps us ease <laughs> tongue tied here. It actually helps us be a little bit more gentle and a little bit easier for us to adapt to the changes that life is bringing our way all the time. So I love this, and I think the word pivot is not talked about enough because really, truly, the the essence of pivoting is change. Yes, change is the only constant. And we know this to be true. And I think where sometimes people get tripped up with this concept of pivoting or making a big life change is that aspect of it being big. You know, going from one thing one thing to the other end of the spectrum or going from one job to unemployed because you want to explore something else or going from one relationship to being on your own. Um, or, you know, going from living somewhere to choosing to make a move. I think there's those looming big life changes that tend to overshadow what pivoting and shifting and, like you said, aligning to the flow of life actually is because we think it always has to be big. Yes, and it's all those things. It is those big things you talked about. And and it's that and it's not just one thing. I love that you said it that way. It's that and it, pivoting can be all those big things. So we think about, you know, how we think about, I think a lot of us do think about how do we want to make those strategic changes, you know, in our personal or professional lives, you know, that are going to shift the direction to be more in alignment with our current needs and desires. I think that is a very true thing. But when that's, but the, I think the really key to all of this and the beautiful thing about all of this is it's happening all the time. We actually, as you, as, you, as you just said, we actually are being called to pivot and shift all the time. And those are the little changes that are happening that a lot of times we resist. And we pr- kind of ignore that they're happening or we wish they would go away. So I think this is a really exciting conversation today to have. Of how, of really, how can we start to be aware of all the little places where life is asking us to pivot. Yes. Or shift our direction, really. Absolutely. But probably the first or the biggest hindrance or anxiety-producing aspect of change is when we don't feel like we're connected to ourselves, right? Because then we don't really know what we want or we just allow whatever to continue and not even you know I think it's it's like when we get into autopilot in life and we're just wake up do the thing come home go to bed do it all again tomorrow without even maybe doing a temperature check on yourself or your life to see like does this make me happy do I feel fulfilled do I feel like these aspects of my life are in alignment with how I would envision my ideal life? And we can't really find the answers to those questions if we maintain an autopilot lifestyle, which is, I mean, I, I think we're talking about this because you and I both have had many phases of life where we're just an autopilot. I think everyone does for sure. And I think the time the time kind of brings us to a place often that, well, you know what, I'm tired of living this way or this isn't actually working for me. So I think what you said is very, very true. We actually have to be in alignment with what our needs and our desires are moment to moment and also our needs and desires for the bigger picture things, you know, the goals or the highest ideals that we have for our lives. So it really has to be, you talk about this a lot, Michelle, the macro and the micro. We really have to look at what's the big, huge picture of our life. Are we taking the risks? Are we taking the opportunities to get us to where we ultimately want to go in life? And then all along the way, it's those little little baby steps or those little baby opportunities where life is presenting itself for us to relate to ourselves more at a deeper level. Oh, wait, if I choose to go out tonight 
but I'm afraid to say no because they might not like me. But if I choose to go out tonight, I'm really not going to be my best at this huge presentation that I have to do for work tomorrow. I just can't. I'll, I'll be so out of alignment with what I need. And the desire is that I really, I really ace that huge presentation project that I have to do tomorrow. It's those kinds of things. I think that we're presented with some of those things all the time. And our inner voice is saying, don't go out. Maybe reschedule. It's okay if they're going to be upset with you. What's most important for you in this moment? What do you need to choose? And sometimes we just override that voice in the head or that that pit in the stomach or that feeling that we know that we need to make this choice, but we're afraid you know, the person might not understand and never invite us again. So we choose the option that is not going to be in our best interest often. Yeah. And it's that quote that you say all the time, if you want to go east, don't go west. And sometimes life takes us so far and so far down a path of continuing to go west when we want to be going east that we've made small decisions along the way. But when you zoom out, you see how far you are maybe from where you wanted to be. And I think that's kind of what causes that panic within all of us where we wake up one day and we're like, how did I get here? Like, wow, I I didn't expect this for my life. I thought I was going west because I wanted to go west, but really I've been going east without even maybe being conscious of it. And I think what's so cool about this discussion right now is we've all been here. You and I are not talking about anything that not every single human on the planet has been here, has been on automatic pilot, has made some choices that are taking them in a direction where they don't want to go. Because what is so important about all of this and these experiences that we're talking about and why we can all relate to all of them because we have been here is that we we're living our lives and we're doing all of these things. And sometimes it just, it isn't until a little bit later where we say, oh my gosh, I don't really want to do this anymore because, oh, this is really taking me east and I want to go west or whatever it is. So it's so, it's so, I love, I love conversations like this because this is how we learn and this is how we know. We always talk about what is the deep knowing of what you want to do with your life. What is that inner knowing? And I don't, I, for me, connect to that inner knowing by making the, making the wrong choices or making the, the wrong decisions or taking the direction that's not taking me in the direction that I want to go in life. And I think it's so cool. I love the fact that once we come out the other side of a painful situation where we say, wow, just what you said, Michelle, wow, I've been wanting to go this direction and I all of a sudden now, and it's not all of a sudden, it's probably months or years or decades or whatever it is, I'm realizing I'm going, I'm going the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. I'm making the wrong choices. And so instead of beating yourself up, and that's what I love about the idea of a pivot or a shift in direction or, wow, this is just a change. Instead of beating ourselves up, we could actually look at it like, oh my gosh, I'm aware. Because sometimes we're truly not aware often until the very last moment. And I think that's a blessing that we even get the awareness even at the very last moment. So I love it. I get energized with. As you can tell. Well, I get energized with the idea that there are no mistakes. And we have the power to course correct. Exactly. As you were talking, it reminded me that we actually did a reel um, in an, with an interesting aspect or um, a viewpoint of shifting where there's a thing called the one in 60 rule that pilots use to quickly course correct. And um, you can use it in your life too. And it means that for every one degree a pilot is off course during navigation, after flying for 60 miles, they will be one mile away from their intended destination. And so that can apply to our lives as well. You know, small mistakes or like we said, going west when we want to go east, after a while, can we wake up and realize we're miles away from where we wanted to be, even though we maybe didn't necessarily intend. So it's recognizing that in the moment and maybe constantly checking in with yourself to see if the choices that you're making are taking you closer or farther away. 
I love that analogy. We'll Michelle. link to the the whole reel so you can see it <laughs> and listen to it. Uh, yeah. And listen to it. But I, it, it reminded mm-hmm. me of that because it's so easy for let life to for life to for us to let life get away from us. It is, and, it and that's where the anxiety comes because. You know, I think a lot of us have those moments where we wake up and we're like, is this my life? How, like almost as if we've been unconscious and then jump scare to what our lives actually are. Yeah, and I think really what's happening is I'm not so sure we're unconscious. I, I, I know that that is probably a true thing and people say that a lot, that we go through life unconscious. I think a gentler way of saying that, that I've been saying to myself, because I woke up here recently and thought, oh my goodness, where do I want to be? And making some big changes this year. I think what I love about all of this and being gentle with ourselves with this is that it took what it took. It takes what it takes to get to where we need to go to become aware sometimes. And I think most of the time, I use the word sometimes, a lot, but I actually, in this situation, I think most of the time it takes what it takes. And so what it takes a lot of times is for us to just keep doing the work that we think is going to get us there. And then some major thing happens and we wake up, we have that aha moment and we say, oh my goodness, just what you said, Michelle, oh my goodness, this is not where I thought I wanted to be. And I think for me, the gentle way to look at that and what I've really loved over the past decades, really, but mostly in the past few years is that I woke up, like I realized whatever happened, whatever painful situation happened in the moment actually caused me to pause enough to feel my feelings enough and to say, oh my goodness, I am so glad that I kind of woke up here because I'm going, I'm not, I'm not going in alignment with where it is that I'm trying to go. This is not what I need right now. I need this. So I need to pivot or change direction over here. And I think I have such gratitude for the fact that I become aware like that yeah. in moment to moment. Even though it's scary. Even though it's scary. And I, it, 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 you don't necessarily, as I said, I think in the last episode, and we'll always say it, the gratitude doesn't necessarily come mom- instantly, but eventually it's like, wow, I'm really glad that I didn't get to the end of my life and say, oh my gosh, what happened here? This is not where I thought I would be. And I think it's a real gentle way for all of everyone listening, for all of us to think about how can I be a little bit more gentle? Because then it can actually help us begin to feel the feelings and start to get that deeper knowing of what we need and what we want. Yeah, and that's a really great reframe because rather than maybe having anxiety or getting a freak out when you start to feel like maybe life is going in a different direction than you expected, you can be like, great. (laughs) Again, good to know. Now I can start to see what I want to do to change it rather than like we always say, and like with Bronnie Ware and in her research with hospice patients, you know, being on your deathbed and regretting that you didn't live the life that you wanted to live because you were so, you know, distracted or busy trying to live up to somebody else's or something else's expectations. I love it, Michelle. And I think that's really the key to that is what we talk about all the time is what is the relationship that you have with yourself. And when we have these moments that that you just mentioned, good to know. And then we start to little by little change the way we relate to ourselves. We can start to change the stories that we tell ourselves, those limiting self-belief stories or, you know, not thinking that we're good enough or thinking that we have to people please or thinking that we're not worthy enough to go into the boss's office and ask for a raise or whatever it is, just all those things that are happening to us all the time, actually, or simultaneously while we're trying to live our lives, we're doing, we're navigating those limiting self-beliefs that we have. And I think these wake-up calls that we get from time to time that are serious, I mean, they are painful. I'm not going to sugarcoat that. They can be very, very painful, and it can take us a while to get to the place of, ooh, good to know. I'm glad I finally woke up. So these are there, I believe, to help us start chipping away at all the limiting beliefs that we believe and all the ways that we talk to ourselves that are holding us back and all the things that we're, we're thinking and doing out of fear or rejection or resistance, resistance to change, actually. 
Yeah. Because it's the resistance of, or it's the fear of the unknown. Exactly. You know, whatever I'm in right now could, is comfortable enough because I'm in it, but I'm, don't know what I don't know. And that's even scarier. It is true. Sometimes we're often staying in situations because even though we don't like it, even though it's hurting us, even though it's very, very painful, maybe the next choice that I make is going to be more painful. And I think that is, you know, the real thing in life, understanding that if we're suffering and we are in pain right now, it doesn't mean that the next thing we're going to choose is going to be worse. It could mean that the next thing we're going to choose is going to be way better. And we could handle any anything that life sends our way. And I think that's what we talk about so much about having that strong relationship with yourself. Well, and also too, sometimes when you make the choice to make a big life change, there is a bit of that space in between that's uncomfortable. Like we've talked about in other episodes with relationships, you know, that road between the decision and the the destination isn't a straight line. It, it can be really bumpy and uncomfortable and painful and you might lose some things, but you're going to gain some things. And sometimes you just have to live in that middle while things kind of settle out. It, I don't think, I think that might be the one thing or one of the things that sometimes at least has happened for me where it's like you finally get the hit of, oh, I, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to make a different choice or go in a different direction. And once I have that clarity, that means that things are going to start to just, it's like, okay, I've shifted and now things are going to be great. And that oftentimes too is when you, you make the change or make the choice and things are still rocky or difficult, you're like, oh, shoot, did I just make a bad decision? Because it's not, you know, rainbows and roses immediately. And so it's also remembering too that that path between one, you know, chapter of your life and another one is not paved in gold. (laughs) I love that, Michelle. You know what, what really was powerful for me, what you just said, is that being in that space of unknowing, being in that space of like almost, you almost feel lost. And I think that the more we can get comfortable with being okay, and I, I've always used this visual. You guys, if you've been listening to this for podcast for a while, I love visuals. I always use this visual in my life. I feel like we're on, we're living on one shore. So imagine a big, huge body of water like the ocean. I love water and the ocean. So we're living... We're living on one shore, so I live in Florida, so I'm living in on the shores of southern Florida, and I'm trying to get to, let's say, South America. <laughs> maybe that's, you know... I have no idea where this is going. Well, maybe that's where my destination is. I'm very is. excited. Well, so I love these kind of visuals, so I'm on one shore, but if I'm going to go to the next shore, so my destination is whatever my highest ideal for life is, I have to leave this shore, so I have to get out of my comfort zone here. Mm. And I have to get in my boat and I have to get out into the water and brave the water and be curious about all the things that are going to happen along the way as I get to my destination to the next shore. And I think what, what I love about this whole analogy is I get to the, let's say I get so far away that I don't even see the shore that I'm coming from, which mm. is my safety net. Even, right. even if it's painful, even if it's been not in my best interest a lot of the time, it's still it's, it's still comfortable because I'm used to it. So I get in the middle of the ocean. I don't see any shore. I don't see any land. I don't see anything. So I can either panic or be afraid and try to start coming back to the shore that I know, even though that's still way far away because I can't even see it. Or I can sit there in that pause. You know, this is a major pause because I'm in the middle of the ocean. I can sit there in that pause. <laughs> and that what you were saying, in that unknowing, and I can just gather my courage, gather my strength, gather my inner knowing of I made this choice. This is going to take me where I want to go and keep keep taking the steps forward instead of retreating backwards. And then little by little, you start to see the new shore. And just I like to think of the exhilaration 
or the happiness that I get when I see the new shore, when you just see a glimpse of where you're going. And I think that's why I love that Martin Luther King Jr. You don't need to see the whole staircase because we can't ever see the whole staircase. Sometimes you just need to take the ever, first step. I don't think. Yeah, I agree. So that's why I love that. Think of yourself in the ocean. And I also, when you were talking, just want to say one more thing that we talk about a lot, and that's Viktor Frankl's quote. I believe everything that you just said really is leading us to a place of how can we be comfortable in the pause and the not knowing? Because a lot of times we don't know. And so I really equate that to my favorite quote of Viktor Frankl, and that's between stimulus and response there is a space. There is always a space in life. We just run roughshod over it. We don't, we don't pause enough to actually feel the space. So in these big life decisions, and we're talking about pivoting, moving ourselves in a different direction, or the small life decisions, what's the choice that I can make? So between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. And in our response lies our growth and our happiness. And the part of that quote that always, always brings emotion up in me, always, I don't care how many times I've said it, I don't care how many times I've read it, always brings emotion up is the word happiness. Mm. You know, we, we can relate, I think, so often to growth. Oh, if I do this, I'm going to grow. I'm going to learn. I think a lot of us as humans can relate to learning. I'm going to read this, I'm going to watch this, and I'm going to learn something. But how often do we equate it to happiness? If I do this, I'm going to be happy. And I think it's been really, really emotional for me lately because one of our work colleagues has said this to me often, and I think, Michelle, you used to say it to me often. You'd say, well, mom, would you be happy doing that? Or would you have fun doing that? Mm -hmm. Or would that make you feel good? And I don't think that I've been a person in my life that asked myself that question enough. And so I've been asking myself that question a lot. So when I say that, in our response lies our happiness. So if you're in the middle of the ocean and you can't see either shore yet, really just taking a pause and thinking, wow, if I go back to the other shore, I certainly wasn't happy back at that other shore. Life is moving me in the direction of this new shore, even though I can't see the, the end result yet. I love it. Let's take a break. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at And we're back. So I think we've done a great job at explaining life's circumstances that lead us to pivoting and all of the things. But let's start to get into now what can we do to weather those storms or brave the seas or walk your path in a way that maybe isn't as daunting as we think it's going to be. Yeah, starting to feel more comfortable and moving through the resistance and the fear that we might have. I love that, Michelle. Yeah, 
<clears throat> and I think it, it I, th- I agree. I, I mean, I'm a, I love that we're going in this direction right now. We're pivoting in this direction <laughs> right now because I also feel like I want to also talk a little bit about those little places in life where we can learn, learn the art of pivoting. If you want to call it that, I love that. Learn the art of pivoting. That could be the title of this episode. There you <laughs> and, go. So, well, the first thing that I was thinking about is this feels like a great conversation to reiterate the importance of the 1% rule um, that we've talked about, I'm assuming, in other podcasts for sure. But that concept of if you spend 1% of your day in connection with yourself, that 1% kind of bleeds into the other 99% um, that can help us feel more connected and centered and at peace. I love that, Michelle. I love, love, I love, love. Because I love that 1% rule. It was a study that was done that they determined if you can, you're right, if you can find ways all day long to get connected with yourself, which means take the pause, take a deep breath, and then start again, it can actually have the power to, transform. And I love that bleed into and actually start to start to help you move in the direction that you're trying to go and help you become more aware. I love that. Yeah. It seems to me that, so there's 14, 1,440 minutes in a day and 1% is 14. And I mean, I can hear you saying this because you've said it so many times over the years to me, but if you can weave in that 1%, a minute here and a minute there of checking in with yourself or pausing, like you said, stopping, breathing, centering yourself and beginning again, thinking about how that has the ability to transform one day. So, you know, visualizing right now, if I could transform one day of my life where I'm going to commit 14 minutes throughout the day of pausing And, you know, maybe I'm going to do it at work or go into the bathroom and breathe or I'm going to spend a minute before I get out of the car to go be with my kids or I'm going to close my eyes at my desk before I have a go big meeting or, you know, waking up and pausing again before I get off with my day, whatever that looks like. And and just imagining how that's going to transform that one day and then thinking about how if you start doing that every day how that could start to then transform your whole life because you've just started to make tiny shifts minute by minute in each day. Amen. 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 That's, oh my goodness, that, that's it. That is it because we're not taking a big leap. I mean, sometimes we are. Sometimes we have to because we're being forced to. But you're so right. One day at a time, we're taking baby steps. And, you know, in that one per, or, yeah, 1%, 14 minutes in a specific day, maybe if somebody comes up to you at work asking you to make a big decision instead of immediately responding and maybe making a choice that goes taking you east instead of going west, you, you know, use that as an opportunity to take a minute of your 14 minutes to reflect before, you know, making a big choice. Maybe in this practice, you can start to mitigate some of those unconscious choices that we make that take us in the opposite direction. And one of the quotes that has helped me, well, since I got out of treatment for my bulimia almost 40 years ago now, is this idea, I can do anything for one day or for one minute. I can do anything that maybe I for one day that maybe I thought that I couldn't do for a lifetime. So really bringing it down to it. That's what I love about everything that you just said about the 1% rule. We're really bringing it down, living our lives minute by minute, day by day. And all of us can find 14 minutes, a minute here and a minute there to stop and breathe, to stop and check in with ourselves, to stop and really get, get grounded, take a few deep breaths and get grounded. I mean, you have two minutes, one in the morning before you get out of bed and one at night before you go to sleep. There's two already. So it's really, I love this so much because this is, this is where moving through the resistance and moving through the fears and moving through the uh, ideas that you can't change 
this is too hard. I mean, life is hard, but we can do the hard things that life is bringing our way. So, and I think what also I love about what you just said, Michelle, with this idea of 1% and checking in with yourself 14 times a minute here, a minute there, is that I believe this is how we start chipping away at those those negative thoughts in the mind, those limiting self-beliefs that we have, the way we talk to ourselves. This is how we do it. Mm-hmm. When we can give ourselves a break for one minute and just breathe and just be, it's, it is powerful and magical and it has the opportunity to transform the rest of the day. And we just live that way for the rest of our lives. Absolutely. One day at a time. And I think that connection with self can help us to come to the realization maybe if we're in a long journey of going in a direction that we wake up to and say, oh, you know, this isn't really for me. It can help us start to realign and see in the direction of where we want to go. And the thing too to remember in this conversation is that the life, our life's path is not straight. It's, it takes twists and turns and it's not linear. You know, I think we kind of grow up with this mindset that, you know, you are born and then you go to school and then you go to college and then you graduate college and you get a corporate job and then you get married and then you have three kids and then you work until retirement and then you retire and then you die. And I don't think that life, life doesn't look like that. That's life not, is not that way. Yet. No, I know. But I, you know, right. I, we think that. I agree. Society is, we've, we've all <clears throat> bought into that story. We think that. And it's, it's important, I think, at this moment in time to remember or tell ourselves or redefine even what the path of life looks like because it's not going to be a straight line. And even I believe that like rather than looking at life like that, it's looking at it as life has chapters. And, you know, maybe you have the chapter of exploration in this or this kind of relationship or this was your goal, you know, and and not having any judgment for the chapters of your life because it's all a part of your story. And so I can look at my own life and thinking of when I graduated college and had I graduated from journalism school and had big dreams to work in PR. And when I graduated, it was when, you know, we were going through that big decline with the market and jobs and all of that stuff. So it was very hard to find a career in PR. And so I just took some internships and then they still weren't hiring. And so I took a job in, in finance because that's what I could find. And then was in that chapter for a period of time and then realized that, oh, you know, I think that this path of this chapter is done. I have a lot of other interests that aren't being tapped into that I think I'd really like to explore. So I'm going to make the shift or the pivot to release the safety net of this chapter and embark on a new chapter. Um, That's a little bit scary, but it's more in the direction of where I'm being pulled at this moment in time. And I think life is always just like, where are you being pulled? What is the whispers of your soul telling you? What are the little breadcrumbs that you can start to follow that are going to lead you to the next choice. I love that. And I think it's so important to remember <clears throat> that we're all in this boat together like that. We all go through the same thing. I was thinking when you were talking just now, I was thinking about some successful people that I've read about or that I've understood in the past. And if we, and if we actually start to, to really get it, that everybody goes through this. Everyone, there are so many people that don't have the same job that they got when they got out of school or whatever it was they did until they die. It's so interesting to look at successful people. I was reading about Julia Child one day. And you know, Julia Child, she was... I love her story. I, isn't her story her, amazing? Yes. and But sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt no. you. But it also reminded me of the um, 
Julie and Julia movie. Yes. Where she pivots to recreating the Julia Child stuff. Yes, I love it. Well, I don't know. Many Sorry. of you may not know. She, no, she she worked in advertising or was a research assistant for the secret intelligence branch before she came became a celebrity chef. I mean, it's so, so many times what we're doing in A doesn't even look like what we're doing in B, but it laid the foundation. It, it makes perfect sense. Or how about Martha Stewart? Martha Stewart was in her twenties was a Wall Street stockbroker. I just was so mind blown with that one. And then hey, she's had many yeah chapters. I yeah. mean, she went to prison. Yeah, and now look at her. And now look at her. Love that for her. So I think it's important. And your your guy Ray Kroc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, McDonald's. McDonald's. I was a McDonald's lady. person. Yeah, when you think about, you know, Ray Kroc started milkshakes. <laughs> that was his thing. He was a milkshake. He was a milkshake salesman, actually. A mixer salesman. Yeah. And look at, he found a McDonald's. And I think what, where I want to go with this is oftentimes whatever we're doing in one area or one chapter, as you said, Michelle, one chapter of our lives lays the foundation. So for me, my work at McDonald's for over 30 years with structure, with organization, with those kinds of things laid the foundation for the practice and the things that I'm doing today. So it's really, it's really a beautiful thing to stay open and curious about where life is leading you. And the only way to really do that is to be connected, is to actually take that pause, that one minute here and that one minute there and really stay connected to what, what will bring me into alignment with my current needs and desires. And also not being so hard on yourself for the, the the chapters that that you feel maybe weren't aligned or, you know, are not so obviously connected to where you are now. Because I think in every single chapter of life, we're picking up something. We're picking up a skill. We're picking up an experience. We're learning a lesson that's going to teach us something that's going to help us in the present day. I mean... And even roadblocks. I mean, Martha Stewart going to prison, I'm sure was not part of her grand vision for life, but I bet you a million dollars she learned a ton from that experience. And it's given her probably inner strength and fortitude in this new chapter of her life. Absolutely. So even when it's... And we all have stories similar to that. Of course. Even when life is maybe throwing you a curveball and you you know, something happens and you, you don't even have the choice to change it. You have to sit through it or, you know, be in it for a little bit. Know that you're collecting some sort of tool or lesson or information as you continue through. Isn't that what life is It's like no time is wasted. No, because life is a gathering of information. And we check in with it and we say, is this for me? Nope. Is this for me? Yeah, I think I want to take that path for a little bit. And that's kind of how we live our lives. Really being present and open to every situation that comes our way is a really beautiful way to live life. And sometimes we'll take a wrong turn and we kind of course correct and turn around and come back or keep going in the other direction and see what's there. Sometimes we're in the wrong direction. We think, oh, you know what? I've gone this way down. I've gone this far down the path. Let me just see what's here. Mm -hmm. You know, and sometimes it's, in our best interests, and sometimes like, whoa, I look back on that five years ago, and that might not have been a good idea, but look look at what I learned, and look at what I got from the experience, so I love it. It's so really good. So lastly, before we wrap this up, I think what people might also be having in their minds about this conversation is okay, I understand that I want to make a life change. Okay, I think there's twofold. First, I I understand I want to make a life change, but, you know, I'm not ready to take the big leap. So what can I start to do in the interim? Like, I just keep thinking in two uh, examples, like quitting a job to go pursue something else or, you know, moving out of a home to move somewhere else. 
you know, I think maybe in the back of someone's mind, they know they want to do it, but it's not, the time isn't right right now. So what can people start to do in those between moments between the knowing and the time to take the action in that space in between of what can I be doing to, I guess, keep myself knowing that I'm, I'm moving forward, but I haven't done the big thing yet. That's a great question. And the answer that I'm going to give you, I think is going to be very fascinating. I can't wait. So I believe that those big life changes that we have to make are not only difficult, but they activate all the fear or all the resistance we might have inside of us. So in order to be ready, see, that's why practice is so vital to me. Practice is, practice should be my middle name. I love practice because I believe practice, oh, you know what? I'm such a sports fan. No wonder I love practice. I just think I love practice because I feel like the more we can practice, the more ready we're going to be to a huge life change like that. And we will we'll be still be maybe fearful. We'll still be maybe hesitant, but we'll say, you know what? But I can do this. It's how we fortify our strength from within. It's how we know that we can handle anything that life sends our way. So the way that I have done that, or the way that I think is just one example of how to do that, is I have become known by almost everyone who knows me very deeply or that knows me for a long time as the master at pivoting in conversations, the master at changing the subject in conversations. And so I I use this as an example of fortifying your ability. So I do not like gossip. I don't like to just sit around a table, a lunch table, and just gossip about other people or talk about other people or to do that. It makes me very uncomfortable. I'm not saying that I've never engaged in gossip. I, I just noticed that about me. I, I, when I leave the table, if I haven't spoken up, uh, I, it, I spend a few hours ruminating about it and feeling really, really, really uncomfortable. So if I'm at a table with a bunch of people and we're talking about other people, I become a master at being able to pivot the conversation. I'll look at the person who happens to be starting the, the conversation, the gossip conversation, and they'll pause for a second and I'll say, how was your trip to Hawaii last week? What your daughters must have loved that vacation. Tell me, tell me what all you did. I have never been to Hawaii before. I'd love to know all the things that you did in case I want to go there. And I know that sounds silly, but people, including me, all of us, we love to be asked about our lives. We love to talk about ourselves. And I know when I've been on a vacation, if someone asked me about my vacation, I love to share the things about it. We were just with a friend yesterday, a friend and, and work colleague yesterday, and she was lit up excited about talking about her vacation with her family last week. And so it was so fun to see her so excited. So I think if, and I know when I do that, it's so subtle, it's so easy, it doesn't feel like anything is happening, but I can feel inside of myself, maybe not in that moment, because I've been doing it for so long, but I can feel inside of myself later that I have more energy. We have to really understand that the, that the things that we're doing, what we eat, what we see, what we hear, what we do, what we take in through our senses has a massive effect on our ability to be strong, to be fearless in certain situations when we're called upon to have a lot of courage and bravery. And so for me, it really has fortified my ability to move through fear and access the courage that I have within me because it's not easy. Sometimes we think it's benign to sit there and listen to gossip. It, it drains the heck out of you. I promise you, if you actually get in touch with yourself, you will start to feel like it's very draining. So that's just what you're right. I did not expect you to go into a conversation about gossip, but I know, but that we never know what you're going to present to us. What are the little ways that you can practice being brave? Yeah. It's really brave to sit in a table of five or six people that are gossiping about other people. No, you're right. And change the conversation and shift it to somewhere else that's actually fun, happy, whatever it is. It's really brave. And so I've taken that into my personal life too. I've taken it into my marriages. I've taken it into you, Michelle. I can, you and I, when we're talking, not, and it's not just about gossip. It's just about anything. Wherever you're feeling uncomfortable or you're feeling like I need to say something here, but I, I'm afraid or I, 
want to do this particular thing, but I'm afraid. I'd love to take an art class, but I'm afraid I'll fail. Whenever you're doing that, all these other little ways that you can fortify your courage and access your bravery within is going to help you in the big, big life changes. I know that that has helped me this past few years. And what I also hear you saying is it's learning to set boundaries, you know, in your life. And noticing what you will and will not tolerate. And I think that's when you're in that middle space, you can start to set tiny boundaries in the places where you are to make you feel more comfortable and to tap into yourself and see what tiny shifts you can make within a situation that are more in alignment. Like how can I make, if I know I'm going to make a change, how can I make my work life a little more exciting or like more comforting. Maybe I can put some flowers on my desk or, you know, make a situation nice until you know that you're going to make a change. Or if it's a space that I'm going to leave, how can I make my space more comfortable until I leave it? Because I'm not ready to, or it's not time for me to make that change. And I think what we're trying to say here, Michelle, is just brilliant. I just really think it's brilliant. All these little subtle ways that we can take good care of ourselves that we can access that need in the moment that we have to be comfortable, to be brave, to take care of ourselves, to do what is in our best interest. And I think it can be very subtle. We don't have to blast people for doing things that we don't like. We can actually really be strong in our courage and take the next choice or take the next step that's going to actually have a massive impact if we think about it. So I think there are really small ways that we can do these things to get to the big things that we're being called to do that we must do. And I think it takes practice because I think the practice that we're trying to build is how can we listen to the deeper knowing that's within? How can we even hear it? How can we start to shift our direction and pivot in a way that's going to serve us and our desires and our needs in the moment more and the way we do that is fortifying our bravery, our courage, and moving through the resistance. That idea of feel the fear and do it anyway. I'm not saying we're not going to feel scared, but we realize that the fear is just holding us back and there's nothing really to be afraid of. It's just that inner voice saying, you can't do this. And we uh, do that with practice. Practice. And lastly, the, the other piece that I wanted to touch base on is I'll never forget I had a friend when I was living in New York and we were talking about making choices and making changes and I was talking to her about that I wanted to make a change but I didn't necessarily know what the change was or what my decision was and she said something so brilliant to me and she was like well if it's not clear right now it's not time to make the choice or the change. And that totally left, let me off the hook of that pressure. Like I knew that I was going towards it, but it wasn't quite time. And so I think too, if you're feeling like, okay, there's something that I want to pivot, but I not, I'm not quite sure necessarily where that pivot is going to go. You don't have to go and like blow up your life right now because something's feeling off and you, you want to change it all you can start to notice the the aspects of your life that maybe you want to make adjustments to. And then, like we said, start to make some subtle shifts and changes and then tapping into yourself, the 1% rule, the answer might then start to come to you with the, the big decision or the big choice. But I often, I, I always take that into consideration. If the answer isn't clear, it's not time for me to make the decision. Amen. I love that, Michelle. And what I, what I love so much is that idea. You know, you see people posting memes or talking forever about just take that leap. Just take that jump off the cliff. I think there's a meme that I've seen go around maybe several years ago of a guy standing on the edge of the cliff saying, like, should I jump or whatever? <laughs> like, take that leap. No, in terms of life, should I take the leap? They uh, want, okay. They, they use that analogy. Should I take the leap in life? Leap and what the it net is. will appear. Leap and the net will appear, whatever it is. And I think what you're saying and what we're trying to say today in this episode is 
99% of the time, we're not really taking a leap. And if we can just make the subtle, like you just said it so beautifully, take that small little step and just keep building that courage and keep building that experience along the way. As you said, you're going to do one little step and you're going to really, oh, I kind of like this. Oh, this is, this is bringing me joy. This is really something that I'm very interested in and I want to do. Mm-hmm. I would like to close my little part of it. There's an author, Stephen Pressfield, and he wrote the book, The War of Art. But there's this one sentence or this one little paragraph in the book that I really love. You can tell that most of what I've been talking about today is fear and resistance and having the courage and how do we build up our, our brave selves from the inside out. So he wrote this. Are you paralyzed with fear? That's a good sign. Fear is good. Like self-doubt, fear is an indicator. Fear tells us what we have to do. Remember one rule of thumb. The more scared we are of a work or a calling, the more sure we can be that we have to do it. Mm. And I really just love this idea that fear and self-doubt, all the things, and we beat ourselves up for being afraid or we beat ourselves up that we doubt ourselves or we all the things, we're always being so harsh with ourselves. And what he's actually saying here, be gentle with yourself, embrace it, feel the feelings, go through it. Because what's actually happening is you're, you're sure that this is something that matters to you. Yeah. The fear is telling you something. Each little chapter is feeling, is telling you something. So it's like feel, make a small, tiny action, check in with yourself, and do it all over again. Three steps. Yeah, start again. I love it. Thank you, Michelle. This was a good conversation again, <gasps> as it. always. Love it, love it. And thank you, everyone, for being here. I was really happy to have this conversation. I was really looking forward to it. And I enjoyed it very much. Likewise. Well, I we hope that this is helpful to anyone who's listening who feels like they're in the season of shift or change or pivoting. And you feel a little anxiety about it. And if you know someone in your life who is going through that, maybe send them this podcast episode. You know, give the gift of Barb knows best. <laughs> but we really do hope that this was helpful. And let us know your thoughts. Thank you, mom. Thank you. <laughs> And thank you all for listening to this episode and all of our other episodes and being such wonderful listeners and a Barb Knows Best community is just so fabulous and we're all so grateful. If you haven't yet, make sure that you are liked and subscribed to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. It's really, really important for us and it helps you to make sure that you never miss an episode. So make sure you tick that off your list And if you'd like to stay in touch with us on social media, make sure to follow us at Peaceful Barb, at Michelle Maros, at Barb Knows Best Pod. As you know, that's where you can send us messages, questions, comments, concerns, and request future podcast topics. And lastly, if you haven't yet and you are loving the show, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes and leave a review. Those are all ways to help support the show if you are loving it. Thank you so much again for being with us and listening and being a part of our community. We will chat with you next week because as we know, Barb knows best. Bye. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.